0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin with um, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And I dropped in today for a second, for a minute, just for a moment to ask the question, uh, because you know I got to know. I have to ask the question, is your faith working? Yes, yes, yes. We know that Jesus said that faith without works is dead, right? In James 2, is your faith working? We're going to deal with this issue in just a minute, or moment, and one second. But before we do, guess what? You already know, we're going to pray before we start this day. So Father, we just thank you for being here together With us in the midst of us, Holy Spirit, we ask that you give us revelation knowledge, that you give us a rhema word, Father God, that you ignite in us the desire to do your will, Father. For you said it's the spirit that even willeth us to want to do good. So, Father, we yield and we surrender our will to you. And we say, Holy Spirit, have your way in our life this day, today, Father, lead, guide, and direct us into your good and perfect, acceptable will for our lives. Use us as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, use us to touch someone else life today, to be a light in someone else's darkness. Hi, hi, guys. Again, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, again, thank you so much for joining in. This is Arthur Perlian Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. We're at the end of the year. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing us to see another day. How many of you know that our changing circumstances does not change who God is? I'm online with my podcast and I'm on Facebook, on my um, YouTube live page. So you guys subscribe to my YouTube page. Also, as you all know, I'm going to just put this in briefly before I start the podcast. We Care, our nonprofit, is have hosting, will be hosting their first uh uh toys toy giveaway. It's going to be a drive-by toy giveaway. If you guys would like to volunteer, uh please inbox me um on my Facebook page, uh Rap Time Martin or my We Care Facebook page. Let me know. Send me a text. Let me know if you can volunteer. It's going to be December 18th, which is a Saturday, my mother's birthday. You know, those who know, she's been um, deceased now for, what, two years, three years. December 18th will be her birthday. And um, so if you guys would like to volunteer and help out, um, the location will be given when you, um, you know, when you contact me. Uh, It's going to be in the Dallas County area and also you got to support this podcast cuz proceeds from this podcast goes to our nonprofit um wake here. Um but on that note, we're going to get ready to start. Um also if you would like to uh, be a part of the, if you would like to receive toys, please make sure that you register. The only way you can receive toys is if you register. This is going to be a big um toy giveaway. So we have to have order, we have to have registration. We need to know how many kids. Toys are limited, so As soon as you hear this podcast, please go to our website on wecare, W-E-E-C-A-R-E, 1966.us, and please register there. Uh, Hit on the toy registration form and make sure uh, that you put the gender and the age of your child, okay? You will need to provide identification when you arrive. Uh, If for some reason you cannot come, still register online, and please put in a note that um, you want someone else to pick up your toys for you. Cause we know single parent, you know, parents are working. So we get that because it's going to be from 12 to a five. We're ending at five, um, but volunteers will need to be there really at nine 30. Um, so we can set up and get everything straight. Okay. Really I prefer nine o'clock, but nine 30. Okay. Um, that's when we're going to have access. Okay. So on that note, enough of that, I want to jump in today. I want to know, cause I have to ask the question, is your faith Working. That's what I need to know. That's why we're here today to discuss or is your faith working? You know, Jesus talked about it in um James 2, right? He spoke about faith without works. Our faith without works is dead. And that's where we're coming out of that today. I want to, I wanna um I want to come from the Amplified Bible because they make it real simple. How many of you know that faith without works is dead? Jesus talked about it. He talked about it. He said, my fellow uh, brethren, this is the Amplified, James 2 and 1. He said, my fellow believers, do not practice your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus, Christ with an attitude of partiality. Hold on, I'm at the wrong one. I want to start at 14. I'm sorry. I want to start at verse two fourteen. We talked about that on my last podcast. Uh, pride, prejudice favoritism. That was our last podcast. You guys hit me up on, I see quite a few people are hitting on that. Hey, we're almost at the thousand mark, mark listeners. I need six more listeners. We'll be at a thousand uh, listeners uh, for this year. We started in April. Thank you guys for supporting our broadcast. podcast. Um, but let me get back in here. James 2 and 14. He says, what is the benefit my fellow believers if someone claims to have faith, but has no good works as evidence? Can that kind of faith save him? No, a mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produced, because genuine faith is going to produce some good works. Do you have real faith? Because genuine faith is going to produce some works. How many of you know um, that we act on what we believe to be true? And that's the truth. Because Jesus said, if a brother or sister is without adequate clothing and he lacks enough food for each day, and one of you says to him, go in peace With my blessings, keep warm and feed yourselves. But he does not give them the necessities for the body. What good does that do? So too, so too, faith, if it does not have works to back it up, is by itself dead, inoperative, and ineffective. Is your faith working? Maybe your faith is dead because you're not adding the works. And sometimes we don't know what the works is. Well, the works is the corresponding action to whatever the need is, whatever the need may be. In this case, Jesus is saying, if you see someone when hungry, don't just pray for him and say, God bless you, and go on and feed yourself. If it's in your power to do good, Proverbs say you need to do good. Don't send your neighbor away and say, Come back another day when it's in your power or you have the ability to help this person. See, faith without works is dead. These are the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as disciples of Jesus Christ and ambassadors of Jesus Christ, we're called to do the same works he did right? I like to tell people that outreach is Christ reaching, using people to help other people. Is Christ reaching out by using other people to help other people? We're going to talk about that later, but uh, is your faith working? Is your faith alive or is your faith dead? Because faith without works is dead. We act on what we believe to be true. Um, As uh, again, okay, so we're going to go on down to uh, verse 18. But someone may say, you claim to have faith and I have good works. Show me your alleged faith without the works, if you can. And I will show you my faith by my works. That is by what I do. See, you can tell what someone believe by what they do. You can tell what someone believe by how they live. See, faith without works is dead we act on what we believe to be true he said uh and i will show you my faith by my works that is by what i do so we can see our faith working by the by uh by our corresponding actions i like to say every area in our lives we're not prospering not just financially but spiritually uh, uh physically mentally emotionally i mean some of you might need a hug some of you might need love. You know, not everybody needs uh uh money, not everybody need um food and clothing, but they need encouragement. Whatever you give, sow what you need cuz nothing happens without a seed. I did a I did a YouTube podcast. years ago, last year, I believe it was about nothing happens without a seed, right? So every action indeed is a seed being sown into the life of someone else. What kind of seeds are you sowing? If you're not sowing if you're not reaping a good harvest, uh, sometimes it's because you're not sowing good seeds, because you know we reap what we sow, right? God is not mocked whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap, right? Um, but but when our faith is being tried, you know that's when the devil's coming to try to steal the word, because we suffer for righteousness' sake. The Bible says that when we choose to live for Christ, you're going to suffer for righteousness' sake. So some of it's righteous persecution, and some um uh, you know, and sometimes we're not um our faith is not. We're not working our faith and so we're not receiving a harvest. If you're not sowing any seeds, you're not going to reap a harvest. Um, and Like it's saying, I'm not just talking about money wise, but that's an every. Sow a good deed. Every deed, every action, reaction, uh, every deed sown, uh, d- uh, every good deed sown, every evil deed sown is a seed being sown. So, look, look at our lives. If we need joy, we need to sow some joy. If we need a hug, we need to give a hug, get, sow your seed, if if you want an apple, if you want um, tomatoes, you know that in order to have tomatoes, you have to go sow some tomatoes, you have to plant some tomatoes to get some tomatoes, sow your need, that's not, don't let that just be your only motive, uh, our motive must be love in everything that we do, because faith, worketh by love, right, but either way it goes, you're going to reap what you sow. But faith work it by love. Whatever we do in word or deed, the word of God tells us and teaches us that we're to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. You guys, I'm on uh, my YouTube live page. And I want to make sure that when my video goes out, it's going to be clear for people to see. Okay. So I'm going to try to finish it up here. So Jesus is saying, He's telling me, He said, Look here, James. And James, he said, James is saying, Look. Um, Show me your faith by your works, and I'll show you my faith without work. You know, faith without works is dead. Is your faith working? Is your faith are you acting on what you believe, or do you just say some stuff, but you don't really believe it? Because it's with the mouth that we confess. But how many of you know that? Um, but it's with the heart that we believe. Romans 10 9 and 10 talks about this. It's with the mouth that we confess, right, that, that Jesus is Lord, but it's with the heart that we believe. So we're acting on what we believe. Is your faith working? Is your faith active? Okay, we're going to move to, um, let's move down to 18. But someone may say, you claim to have faith and I have good works. He says, show me your alleged faith without the works if you can and i will show you my faith by my works that is by what i do so we could, our faith is seen by what we do right this is why i say we act on what we believe to be true um is your faith active are you is your do you have works to go with your faith or is your faith dead are you working your faith. When we read the word of God, like for instance, today we're hearing this, right? So everything that we're here, we're responsible for because we can no longer make excuses for what we don't know. Once we have knowledge of something, we become responsible for what we have knowledge of, right? Um, Jesus said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. They're destroyed by what they don't know. So now that we're getting knowledge and we're understanding that we have to work our faith we have to do what the word of god say it's not enough just to know it but we actually have to do what it says now we're responsible for acting on what we know do or and then sometimes i like to ask the question do you know how to do what you know um because sometimes people know a lot of stuff but we don't know how to do it this is why we need teachers so uh so uh, apostles pastors preachers teachers you know so they can help impart spiritual wisdom and knowledge but more than anything God tells us he said actual wisdom that he will give it to us God wants us to know how to do what he says so when we read something in that in that even in the natural world I mean if you tell your child to do something and they don't know how to do it you're going to take time out to teach them you're not going to punish them for not knowing how to do what you said when you didn't show them how to do what you said right so you may have to take time out to teach them how to tie the shoe or to teach them how to do certain things so they'll know how to do it. And once they have knowledge of what of what to do, now they become responsible for what they know, right? He said, my people are destroyed because of uh, a lack of knowledge. He that know what to do good and do it not, the Bible says, for him is sin. So once we have knowledge of God's truth, we're responsible for doing what it says. We are no longer without excuse. Right. So here Jesus is going to tell us this. OK, because we're saying a lot of things and we say we believe a lot of things. But the truth of the matter is that you already know, you know, there's no condemnation here. Right. This is a teachable moment. um, But a correction must come because without correction, we open ourselves up to deception. Right. But chastisement is not a bad thing because God chastises and he corrects those that he loves, Right. Because he wants us to go the right way and not the wrong way. There's no condemnation here. This is just a teachable moment. So the um so we do, we're acting on what we believe. And that's for, for everyone. We're acting on what we believe. So if you want to know what you believe, look at how you live. If you believe that if you give, that the Lord will give it back to you. If you believe that when you bless the poor, you lend to the Lord and he'll give it back to you. If you believe that, then you'll see, you'll be able to look at your life. You should be able to trace everything that you believe. If you re- really believe that, then you're going to be a person who gives, to, who's a giver. I love to give. I mean, I love to give that's life that's giving is life. It was for in love it was for God, so loved John three sixteen tells us that he gave. Why did God give God gave because he so loved? <laughs> the apostle Paul says it's the love of Christ that compels me to want to go and tell others it's the love- How many of you know that love is an action word Now we're very clear on that. We know that love is an action word. It's not enough just to tell me that you love me, but I know for sure that you love me by how you treat me, by your actions. Because faith, love is an action word. It was for God so loved. Love was the motivating factor. It was because God loved that that he gave. It was because he so loved that he gave his only begotten son. Love is giving. God is a giver. And we as disciples, we too are called to be givers. When we're stingy, not just in our money, but in any area of our lives. We don't want to give a word of encouragement. We don't want to pray. Uh, but every area in our lives where we're not prospering is an area in our lives where we're not sowing. See, it's a law of reciprocity. That's what he says, right? So every area in our lives where we're not prospering, financially. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically is an area in our lives we're not sowing. Um, Every area in our lives that we're not growing is an area in our lives where we're not sowing. Uh, We have to spend time exercising, dieting, and eating right to sow into our flesh life, right? We have to spend time, we have to give, uh, and we have to see it as not given to others, um, but we see it as given to the Lord. When we give, whatever we do in word or deed, that's why we're supposed to do it as unto the Lord. Because when you see yourself as doing something, because when God tells you to do it, then you won't look for a reward from people. You won't look. For, now, God is going to use someone, but it might not be that same person who, who he used you to give it to. That's why I say he who lend it to give to the uh, poor, lend it to the Lord. And the Lord is going to be the one who t- to repay you. You know, I remember when as a baby Christian, how many of you know, the Bible says that it's the spirit of God that even willeth us to want to do good. I don't know about you, but before I accepted Jesus Christ, I was still a kind person. I still like helping people because that was part, that's part of my makeup, right? Um, uh, but I wasn't doing it unto the Lord because I didn't know the Lord, right? So, um, but I always wanted to be able to help people. I always wanted to be able to give to people because how many of you know the word of God teaches us? He said, it's better to give. It's more blessed to give than to receive that. You literally experience the blessing. And uh, when you, when you give it, when you give to someone and you just see their face light up. Oh my God. It's like, it's that is the blessing. It's like, it feels like it just happened to you. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it feels like it happened to you because you're going to reap what you sow. When you sow into others, you sow into yourself. It doesn't matter what it is. It's a work. Um, and, know, and know this, that until you start giving financially, you're going to always be stuck financially. Um, and still, until you start um, making your, showing yourself to be friendly, then you're going to always be friendless. Until we start doing what God say, we're not going to be able to produce any fruit. In our lives, we're going to be stuck right where we're at. We're going to be stuck. And the reason some of us are stuck is because we're not growing because we're not sowing. <laughs> right? But without a seed, you cannot have a harvest. And like I said, that's not just money. That's in every area of our lives. If, you, if you're if you a mean, bitter person, then you I'm, I'm sure you probably encounter a lot of mean, bitter people. Because that's the type of seed that you're sowing. Um, you know, Proverbs 4, 23 tells, he to guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of your life For out of it flows everything that you do. So I like to tell people that the issues that are in our lives is coming from what's inside. Proverbs says that as a man, as water uh, reflects the face of a man, so does a man's heart reflects his life, right? So what's in us is coming out of us. So if you're not, pro- whatever area in your life that you're not prospering in, start sowing. Um, because, See, when you when you when anything that we do for God, we have to do in faith and by faith, because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And anything done outside of faith is sin. In other words, if my motive for what I'm doing is not because because God is prompting me or telling me or I'm trying to do it because of everybody else is doing it or I'm doing it because someone else is telling me to do it and I don't hear the voice of the Lord. Uh, I'm doing it because I'm afraid of what they're going to think, I'm afraid of what they're going to say, then that's not the right reason for doing what I'm doing. Anything done outside of faith is sin. And anytime we do what, it's going to take faith to do anything that God tells us to do. Because God is, (laughs) we got to believe in a God we can't see. (laughs) He said without faith it's impossible to please God. Because we must first believe that he does exist and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, so I'm trying to stick here. It says, uh, we're ta- I'm asking the question, is your faith working? Do you have active faith? Is your faith at work? If your faith is not working, that's why you're stuck. That's why you're stagnant. We have to do what the Word of God says to do. The reason we're still bitter, angry, and, and unloving and kind and all those other things is contrary to God is because we're not doing what His Word says. Because the word of God, the seed is within itself and it will produce after its own kind. What are you saying, bro? I'm saying that God's word is like is, is called like a seed. And when we receive the word of God, we receive the seed of God. And But in order for it to produce a harvest, we have to believe it and then act on what it says. Uh, because the Bible says, James tells us, he says, that even demons believe and, sh- and tremble, right, Let let me go back to James 2.18. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but I'm going to let the Holy Spirit say what needs to be said. um, James 2.18. But someone may say, you claim to have faith and I have good works. Show me your alleged faith without the works, if you can, and I will show you my faith by my works. That is by what I do. My works is what I do. Our works is what we do unto the Lord Jesus Christ. The works, our works is going to correspond with our faith. In other words... Uh, okay, I'm going to use this. The Bible says a soft Proverbs, I think it's 17. It says Proverbs, a soft answer turns away wrath, right? Okay, so that's what the word says. So what's my works? To, my works would be to give the soft answer. So I say when you find, look, read the word, look for the verb. Look for the action verb. The action verb is your works. Because a lot of times people don't know what their works are concerning their faith. You think, okay, if you have, if you're believing God for finances, then you're going to have to sow some finances. If you sow finances, you're going to reap finances. We reap what we sow. You see what I'm saying? So in order to get something, you have to give something. It's it's the law of reciprocity. That's how God... See, Jesus had to die to reap a harvest. He, you know, the seed must first go in the ground and die, the Bible talks about, before it can reap a harvest. So Jesus, he died and he reaped us. We was the joy that was set before him. One son died, but then God reaped a lot of sons and daughters out of the one son that died. And, of course, we know Jesus Christ is resurrected. Okay, um, 19 says, you believe, I'm trying to stick with this, James 2, 19, I'm reading the Amplified Bible. He says, you believe that God is one. You do well to believe that. It's good to believe that God exists. Um, we have a lot of people say that God, I believe in God, and, and that's good. And And he goes on to say that demons also believe that. They believe that. Demons believe that. And they shudder and they bristle and off in, in, in terror. They shudder and, tr- and tremble in terror. They have seen his wrath. The demons know God's wrath. They've experienced it. The, the, uh, you know, Satan was cast out of heaven. There was a war in heaven, Revelation 12 tells us. I believe it is, 12 or 20. There was a war that broke out in heaven. And Satan and his demons, a third of the angels, were cast a third of the angels, fallen angels, were cast out of heaven. So the devil, they've experienced, demons have experienced God's wrath. They know. They, they, they believe that God do exist. They believe in him. They was in heaven. Okay? So even demons believe. It's not just enough to believe. Uh, verse 20 says, but you are willing to recognize, uh, but are you willing to recognize, you foolish, spiritually shallow person, that faith without works is useless? I'm sorry. I'm just reading to you what the Amplified Bible says. Uh, faith without work. A lot of people are miserable, and a lot of people are dying spiritually um, because they're not doing what the Word of God say. And that's the deception of it. The Bible say, "Be doers of the word and not hearers only." lest you deceive yourself. That is the greatest deception. See, the devil don't care nothing about you knowing the word as long as we don't do the word. Because he knows that unless we do the word, we're not going to produce any fruit. We're not going to be a threat to him. We actually have to do what the word of God say do in order to see a harvest manifest in our lives. It's like... um. Until we do, until we do what God say do, we're being disobedient. It says better not to know than to know and not follow. Are we doers of the word, or are we just hearers? The uh, just going to church every Sunday and Bible study on Wednesday—that's not being a doer of the word. Yes, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. The purpose of going to the building, the the, the fivefold ministers is there to to teach you know uh, to teach us how to live righteously, you know to. Uh, the Teach us how to do the work, so it 's like going to school. I see going to church is going to school, so when you go when you come out, you have to do what was said prayerfully they 're teaching you uh, to become disciples because if they 're not teaching you to become disciples, then they 're not giving you any assignments to do we 're supposed to be preparing and equipping people for the work of the ministry we 're supposed to be developing people it 's like Church is really supposed to be like a training center, not an entertainment center, just coming out and knowing that Peter hit the, um, that Moses hit the rock. that's not enough. What does that mean? How does, how, what does that have to do? How do I take that and apply that to my life and cause the, the uh, manifestations and the fruits of God to be manifested in our lives? We have to teach people how the word of God how to take the word of God and apply it to their lives in order to, for, so they can become disciples of Jesus Christ. And so we can grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. And so we can produce uh, the works of the Lord in the earth. We can be a light in the midst of darkness. We have to know how to do what the word of God say. So Jesus is saying, uh, you know, he's saying here, James is saying here, but you are, uh, uh, he was saying um, again, faith without works is useless. Faith without works is useless. Just knowing the word is useless. Some people are sick. Because they're not doing what he say. We think because we know the word, that's enough. That's not enough. We have to do what it says. So if he say, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, do all these things, and we're not doing anything. I, I tell people, the most miserable people in the world are selfish people. And if you only do good to those that you know, and you only do good to those who do good to you. The Bible say even sinners do that. Even an unsaved person, um, they bless their own family. What, what is that? Anything that we do in faith and for God, we got to do in faith. He says, but um, verse 21, James 2 and 21 amplified. It says, was our father Abraham not shown to be justified by works of obedience, which expressed in faith when he offered Isaac, his son on the altar as a sacrifice to God. You see that his faith was working together with his works. And as a result of his works, his faith was completed, reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith through his obedience. Um, the Bible says that the reason the children, they, they, uh, they, they could not believe because they did not mix. We have to, how many of you know that in order for our faith to be made complete, we have to mix works with it because faith alone is not enough. We have to actually do what the word of God say do in order to see the word of God manifest in our daily lives that's why faith without works is dead um outreach is christ reaching out helping others using others to help others faith without works is dead is your faith active is you are you working your faith or is your faith dead some of us are sick because we're not working our faith and so just knowing the word is not, it's not enough. Just sitting around hearing the word all day is not enough. Um, what's the purpose of hearing it if you're not going to do it? Delayed obedience is disobedience. When we know what to do and we're not doing it, then we're sitting in disobedience. We know a lot of Bible verses, but if we're not doing what the word of God say do, then we're sitting in disobedience. So, 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 um, the Bible says here that Abraham' uh, faith was made complete by his works. It wasn't enough for him to go around and just tell people what God said. Well, God said, "I'm gonna have a son. Me and Sarah gonna have a son." That wasn't enough. God said, "Okay, now I've given you Isaac. I need you to sacrifice him. Will you do that?" Abraham was willing to do whatever God said do, and his faith was made complete by his works. A lot of your faith is not being It's not complete. Because you have no works. A lot of you are sick because you're sitting in disobedience. Because you know a lot of Bible verses. You listen to the word every day, but you don't do what it says. And when we know, that's kind of like you telling your child to get up and do something and they don't do it. They heard what you said. They can even repeat what you said. They know your words. They can even repeat your words. But guess what? Until they do what you say, they're sitting there in disobedience. It's not enough just to know. It's not enough to sit up and 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 listen to the, all these different preachers preach on YouTube, Facebook, or whatever. It's not enough just to hear the word. Faith comes by hearing. Now that you have faith, now you have to do something with it. Otherwise, you're 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 sitting in deception because faith without works is dead. Whatever word you heard that day, you need to ask the Lord. Lord, um, what what is it I need to do with what I just heard? How can I do? What I just heard, because whatever you have faith for, you are responsible for doing faith without works is dead. We sit and we say, well, yeah, I know the Lord told me to do this, but I got to go do this first. I know the Lord told me to do this, but I got to do that first. Delayed obedience is disobedience. It says in the same way was Rahab the prostitute not justified by works too? when she received the Hebrew spies as a guest and protected them and sent them away to escape by a different route. For just as the human body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works of obedience is also dead. So a lot of us are sitting around in disobedience. We know a bunch of Bible verses and some of us are sick. We're sin sick. (laughs) Are you sin sick? Because you're not doing what he said. The late obedience is disobedience. So what are some of the stuff that the Lord has said? What are some of the stuff that, as disciples of Jesus Christ, He's called us to do? What 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 are some of the stuff? What are some of the stuff? Let's let's look at the life of the uh, of the Samaritan. Luke 10, ten twenty five. Let's go to Luke ten twenty five. Let's look at the Samaritan's life. Okay. Okay. um, English Standard Version. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test and teacher. what What should I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. And some of us are not living spiritually. Some of us are dying spiritually because we're not doing none of that. We're not, we're not, there's no condemnation. Um, but today, today, this is a word of correction. Here we go again. Verse 29. He says, but he designed to justify himself Said to Jesus, because he's all prideful. He wants to justify himself. And who is my neighbor? That's a good question, because a lot of times we're thinking that our neighbor is a person that lives next door to us. And that's, that's one of our neighbors. But really, our neighbors are those that, that are in our sphere of influence, your coworkers, the woman at the grocery stores in front of you, the man in back of you at the grocery stores, the people in the store, wherever you go, th- th- that, those are your neighbors, people that are in your influence. Those are your neighbors, your neighbors, not just your friends. If you're only helping people that, you know, even sinners do that. Okay. Help somebody you don't know. There's no condemnation, but we're talking about being disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, being a light in the midst of someone darkness. And as we approach these evil in times, we're really, uh, this is the time for the church to shine. This is a time for the church to be a light in the midst of darkness. Some people might not need money. Some people might just throw someone a rope by giving them a word of hope. Someone might just need a word of encouragement from the word of God. Someone might just need a love, a hug. Someone might just need to know that it's going to be okay, that if you put your trust in the Lord, he's not going to cause you to be ashamed. Somebody might need to be reminded that God is a present help in time of trouble. Somebody might just need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ because they're thinking that this is all there is to life. We have to be doers of the word of God. We're going, it's time to shine. It's time to be that light in the midst of this hurting, dark, lost world. We're we're coming towards the end. In the end times, the perilous times. Okay, but let, let me go on and finish. Okay, so he asked Jesus, he said, so who is my neighbor? We need to know who's our neighbor. Verse 30, okay, Luke 10 30, I'm reading the English Standard Version. Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side, Lord Jesus. Are we so busy going to church that we don't have time to be the church? We're so busy. We have neighbors. We got people that we talk to all the time. Don't even talk to them about the Lord. Have never invited these people to church or even, you know, offered to pray with them. There's no condemnation. I'm just trying to help us to be aware of um, those around us. Those are our neighbors. They're our neighbors. We're so busy trying to get to church that we don't have time to even give someone a ride. Maybe maybe they need help getting there. They might have their own car, but you know how it is when you, you know, when you first get saved or you, you don't know the Lord, the devil's fighting you on every hand. Maybe this person needs to say, hey, do you need me to call you in the morning to, you know, help you to get up? Or do you need me, you want to ride with me? You know, whatever it takes to get this person there. Or even that, you are the church. So you don't have to take a person to a building to lead lead them to Christ. Read Romans 10, 9 and 10 to them. Let them know if they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they can be saved. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come on now, we are the church. It's not the building. We're the body. So no one has to go, to, shouldn't Shouldn't no one have to come to the, ch- to the church to get prayed for. You're the church. Pray for them right there. Quit telling people you're going to pray for them. Pray for them right there. How can they agree with you if they don't know what you're saying? Pray with that person. That's our chance to be doers of the word. That might be a need that your brother has. Your brother might just need prayer. The prayer of faith can heal him. Right. The prayer of agreement. Grab their hands and pray with this person. We are the church. We got to quit looking at the church as a building and understand that you are the church, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the only time people shouldn't just be getting saved in the building. People, wherever you go, people should be at the opportunity to be able to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. OK, I'm, I'm trying to finish it up here. It says now. So we see here. The priest, he was going down the road, and when he saw the man, he passed He passed on the other side. Because I'm sure he's probably trying to get to the temple somewhere. I don't know. But the priest represents the believer. Let's just use it in today's, uh, you know, let's bring it to, to our day. And verse 32. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side too. See, part of the priesthood too. Everybody's so busy. Where you going? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Where is you going? Because when we're not doing what Christ is asking us to do, we're not really doing anything anyways. The only thing that we do for the Lord is going to last. What are we doing? Because our works are going to be tried by fire. So where are you busy going? What are you so busy doing? We're We're so busy with the work, we don't have time for the worship. We're so busy doing the work that we don't have time for people, for God's people, the people. Jesus took time out for people. And we as believers, we got to take time out for people because God is in the people business. He's the greatest customer service rep in the world. We are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ as born again believers. We're called to be ministers of reconciliators. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to get to this. Okay, so the Levite and the priest, they pass by. 33 says, but a Samaritan, he represents the, the unsaved, the unbeliever. But it was the Samaritan as he journeyed came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion, Lord, and went and he uh, he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took him took care of him. He 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 picked him up, he took him and he put him in his new car. I've had to do that. I've had, I've had I've had to take people that smell like urine and put them in my car. And I took them to an inn. I had to, I had to take them to an inn to a hotel. And I had to take care of them. And then 35 says, in the next day he took out two dineros and gave them to the innkeeper saying, Take care of him. And what and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Now, this was the unsaved person. The Samaritan represent the sinner. They were considered unclean people. There's so much work for us to do. Quit ignoring people. Quit pretending like you don't see them. Quit being like the priest and the Levite, the one that goes to the other side of the corner. The one who pretends like you don't see. And it's not your business what they do with the money. The Lord tells you to give it. Then you need to give it because whatever you do in word or deed, you're supposed to do it as unto the Lord. Stingy people are always looking for excuses not to give. Yes, I said it. Stingy people. What is it? You know, everything that we have is on is on lease. Even if he got the title deed. Because when we leave this world... We're not going to be able to take any of this stuff with us. And I'm telling you, if you want to live the blessed life, the best life is the blessed life. And the blessed life is when you give to others. It's more blessed to give than to receive. I'm telling you, it's the greatest feeling in the world. And it's not so that we can be seen, but it's so that Christ can be glorified in the earth. Whatever you do in word or deed, we have to do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Do something that's your gift. You think that you don't have enough because you don't hardly have that much, but the reason you don't have that much is because you don't share, you don't give, you don't sow what you got. You remember the story of the prophet when he came to the widower, when there was a famine in the land, and the Lord, he said, look here, go and give me some water, bake me a cake first, and your meal barrel. Would well, not run dry. She was going to take the last bit of what she had and say, you know, and that's, not that what we do? We said, well, I don't have enough. I don't have enough to give. No, whatever God has put in your hand, you have to sow it as a seed. If you want to reap a harvest, otherwise all you're going to have is what you have, but God gives seed to the sower, not just money, but his word is seed, whatever it is that he gives you so if he gives you a rhema word, that's a seed. He gives seed. The more you use your gifts, the sharper your gifts will become. It doesn't matter what your call is. You call into the fivefold ministry. It doesn't matter what your title is. I'm telling you, if you're not using it to help someone else, then all you're doing is just sitting there and being miserable because the best life is the blessed life. And the blessed life is when we're being disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus fed the hungry. Jesus clothed the naked. And as uh, ministers or reconciliators, we're all called to do that in some kind of way or another. It might not just be on a, in a massive street uh, outreach ministry, but you, you see somebody in the line, you can buy their groceries. Or they're at a restaurant. You can pay for their dinner. There's a lot of ways to do what Jesus said. He told his disciples, he said, um, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. Let me read this. And I'm getting ready to end it here. Matthews 25. Read Matthews 25, um, 35 through 40. Um, Actually, I want to go a little bit further up from that. Matthews 25. Matthews 25. Um, Matthews 25. It's going to be the English Standard Version. English Standard Version. Let's go. Um, let's see if I got time to start at 31. It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his angels with him, then he will sit on his glory stone. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on the right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on the right, Come. You who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom, prepare for you, prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. This is who he's talking to you guys. He said, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom, prepare for prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Look at all those different ministries, all those different outreaches, so many different ways for your faith to work. Are you working your faith? These are the things that's important to Christ. Leading people to Christ as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We're called to feed the hungry, uh, give water to the thirsty, welcome strangers, be hospitable to those that we know, those not just those that we know, but those that we don't know. Is your stuff too good? Is your stuff too good for the poor? Is your house too good for the poor? Is your car too good for the poor? Are you more concerned about getting it dirty than winning a person to Christ? I don't know. I'm just saying there's a lot of different ways, but these are the ways that Jesus said. It said, then the king said to those on his right side, come. He said, he called them blessed. He said, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. How, I want you to listen to what I'm saying and think to yourself, how can I, you might not be called to a food ministry, but you might see, like I said, buy somebody's groceries, buy somebody something to eat, give somebody, a homeless person, some food or whoever's hungry, your neighbor. It don't have to be somebody, you know, ask the Lord, Lord. Show me somebody that's hungry that I can feed, someone that needs water that I can give. Show me somebody that I can help. He said, I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to see me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them. This is Jesus saying this. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me. You cursed into eternal fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry. Listen here. Don't If, if you see your brother, sister, if you see someone in need and you close your bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God, the word of God says. How can you see someone with a need and um, and know that the Lord is telling you to do it and ignore it? This is what he's saying to those who ignored it. It goes right back with the story of the Samaritan. The priests saw him, the Levites saw him, and they went the other way to get around him. Quit ignoring people. The Bible says... Beware of strangers, because you could be entertaining an angel unaware. No, you might not be called into the homeless ministry. No, the Lord might not be telling you to go start a food pantry. But He is telling you that when you see someone hungry, feed them. Buy their meal. If you're at the grocery store, buy somebody's groceries. If you know somebody need clothes, you see, you know, uh, if you see that somebody needs some clothes, buy them some clothes. Just pray and ask God. Say, Lord. Here I am. Show me how to do what you say. Show me how to feed the hungry. Show me how to give someone a drink. Show me what how you know you don't have to go to prison to visit someone in prison. There's so many different ways of doing things nowadays. You got a friend that has someone a a family member in prison. See if you can put some money on their books. See if you can send them a card. See if you can send them a book. You know, there's so many different ways of doing what God say. We are without excuse. There's a lot of different ways to reach the loss. I remember one year the Lord had me to buy a box, and I think I'm going to do it again this year, a box of Christmas cards. And I put on there from me to you. And, he, and as I was walking in the stores or wherever, he would just randomly have me to give out those cards. And you would think I was giving those people a million dollars. And it was not, they, one lady said, what made you do this? And I said, the Lord just said me, she said, what an awesome idea. But you should have saw those people's face light up because I just gave them a simple card. wasn't even any, I gave, and you know, of course in the card, you know, I wrote the sinner's prayer and words of encouragement and stuff like that, but just the fact, there's so many ways. Ask the Lord, Lord, you said for us to do the work of an evangelist. How can I reach your people? Because Jesus did not just teach in the temple, but he fed the hungry. He went to where the people were. Jesus went out amongst the people. He he wasn't just interested in feeding them spiritually, but he fed them physically. He fed the multitude. The disciples say, send them away. Jesus said, no, it's too far. They've come a long way. They'll die. We got to feed these people. He was concerned about their physical, natural needs. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Why? Because he knows that we need food, clothing, shelter, raiment. God cares about whatever we care about. He's touched by the feelings of our infirmity. He's very in touch. He is informed. He is very, he is in touch with us. He's not the man upstairs. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, He's in us. And the whole and the Spirit of God is omnipresent, meaning He's everywhere at the same time. He's omnipotent, meaning He's all knowing. Don't be afraid to do what God says. Because delayed obedience is disobedience. Now you're responsible for this word you have just heard. Then he will say to them in Luke 10, 2041. I'm gonna try to see if I can finish. He will say to those on his left, apart from me, you cursed until the eternal fire Prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or strange or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. It's so important that we're doers of the word of God. A lot of us are not, our faith is not active. We're getting up. We're stuck in our own way. We're stuck in our routine. The purpose for you being on li- in life in this world is to be active in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. The lepers were healed as they went. Some people aren't healed because they're not going. They're not doing anything. Yes, you're called into the fivefold ministry. You know, we got these titles. But what are you doing with it? Are you ministering to other people? Are, and, and not just in word, but in deed. How are you? Community service is is outreach. Outreach is community service. Outreach is Christ reaching out. It's Christ using other people to help other people. We are his hands, his feet, his voice. We're his vessels, his vehicle in the earth. The same way the devil used people to get his work done in the earth is the same way God used people to get his work done in the earth. It was a man, Adam, by one man disobedience, we all became sinners. So he had to send a man, Jesus Christ, in the form of a human being to undo everything that the devil used Adam to do for this purpose was the son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to undo everything the devil did. What will he say to you? Will you go on the left side or the right side? Because, uh, um, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. Are you walking in deception? Because the greatest deception is self-deception. It's not enough just to read. It's not enough just to pray. It's not enough just to know the word. But we have to become doers of the word of God. Is your faith active? Are you working your faith? Because faith without works is dead. Now that you've heard this word today, how would you feed the hungry? How will you clothe the naked? What's your community service to your community? What is your outreach to those that are around you? How are you reaching your neighbors? And I'm not just talking about your next door neighbor. I'm not just talking about people you know, but I'm I'm talking about people you don't know. If you want to grow financially, if you want to grow spiritually, then start being a giver. Because the more you give, the more God gives. Not just financially, but if you... A lot of you need to give financially. We, you're gonna have to give your way out. You don't have anything because you're not giving anything. There's no condemnation. You, we can give our time. We, we can sow. We sow. We sow. Whatever. Ask God. Say, Lord, show me how do I feed the hungry? How do I clothe the naked? How do I give to someone in prison? How, I don't know nobody in prison. How do I? Uh, how do I visit the sick? How do I do this? How? Ask the Lord. He will show you because these are the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. He went about doing nothing but good. He, yes, he, killed, he healed the sick, he cast out devils, but he also tended to the natural physical needs of other people. If you see your brother, or sister in need, if you see someone in need and you close your bowels of mercy, you pretend like you don't see it. The Bible asks the question, how dwelleth the love of God? Because the Bible says, "Jesus said, the way you'll know my disciples is by the love that they have for one another. This is how Jesus said, You're going to know them by the fruit. You're going to know them by the love they have. You're going to know them by love. This is how you're going to know them because love is an action word. Will you allow Christ to use you to out, for outreach, to be his hands, to be his voice? Will you, uh, will you yield your members to the Lord Jesus? Will you give up your will for his will? It's not about when it comes to uh, be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you definitely have to be flexible because it's not about what you want. It has nothing to do with what you want because what God wants is opposite to what our flesh wants. It's not about our will. It's not about our way. Jesus said, Father, if, there, you know, if there's another way, let this cup, uh, cup of suffering pass from me. But nevertheless, Father, not my will, but let your will be done. We must be about the Father's business. It's time. This is the time for the church to shine, for the church to be the light in the midst of darkness. We will see suicide rates skyrocket if we don't get out there and provide these people with hope. My motive for everything I do is so people can see Jesus Christ in our life, so we can be a light in the midst of someone's darkness, providing hope to those that are feeling hopeless. It doesn't matter how good people look on the outside. I'm telling you, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you're empty inside. And I know because I've been on both sides of the track. I lived both ways, save and unsaved. And I was smiling on the outside and I was stressed up on the outside, but I was miserable on the inside. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm pleading with you today to accept Jesus Christ and we can pray father we we believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and we uh, believe that he did die and that he did raise again and that he is coming back and father we ask you we thank you right now for saving us in Jesus name delivering us and setting us free and making your will known for our lives in Jesus name we pray amen if you prayed that prayer please Um, you guys leave me a message on my podcast. Remember to hit that support button, support us. Uh, remember once again about our toy, our toy, uh, drive-by, our toy drive-by giveaway. Um, December 18th. Again, that's my mother's birthday, 2021. You guys be so blessed. Be encouraged. You guys follow our Facebook page. We care W E C R E visit our website. Uh, leave your email address. there. we here, W e e c a r e, nineteen sixty six dot u s. Subscribe to our Facebook page. Be blessed and be encouraged. And remember, as I always say, keep looking for the good things that's going on in your day, so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. Don't get stuck focusing on what's not go- going on. Not what, what, excuse me. Don't get focused on what's not going good, because. But focus on the things that are good. Because a grateful heart is a thankful heart. And it's, you know, when we complain, we're telling God we're not grateful, we're not thankful. But in everything, in all things, remember to give God thanks and give God praise. And please share this podcast so you can be a blessing to someone else. That's another way that you can be doing the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's another way by sharing the word of God. This is just another avenue to help spread the gospel throughout the world. Thank you again. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inhaling.